to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article titled Consumers Pay Organic Premiums, Chicken is King, and Beef Lags. This can be found in the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. To discuss this article, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Elliot Dennis, who is a Nebraska Extension Livestock Marketing Economist with the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Dennis. Yeah, glad to be here, Aaron. The focus of this article that you wrote is on looking at data that seeks to identify how much consumers are willing to pay in terms of a premium for conventional beef and poultry versus organic products. Share with us what you found as you look at the data and what might be the implications as we think about beef production. Yeah, one of the questions that I always get are, I'm changing some production practices or are consumers actually willing to pay for organic beef products over conventional products? So we looked at some data that the USDA AMS reports on generally a weekly basis beginning in 2018. What they did is they looked at some supermarket ads. What they report is conventional price and organic price. And they look at thousands of stores throughout the United States. And really what they do is they report maybe a conventional price and organic price for the different types of meat products. So for instance, on beef, they might report boneless New York strip steak or chicken, some boneless chicken breast, pork, some sausage or bacon. Since these vary week to week, not every time we observe that price, but really what we find on average is that chicken organic premiums as a percentage of the conventional price is much higher than beef or pork products. To give you an example of the magnitude of this, uh, the boneless, skinless thighs, the organic premium is about three times that of the conventional price. So that would mean if boneless and skinless thighs are selling for $2, you know, we might expect a $6 premium on those. Very high when when we're considering that you compare that to beef products and the boneless sirloin steak is only about, you know, twice as much the, the premium. So once again, if we have a sirloin steak at $5, then we'd expect the organic premium to be another $5. So that steak should sell for $10. So when we're talking about maybe some adoption practices, it seems like there's greater incentives for poultry producers to change some production practices more than beef producers. I think that's a really interesting scenario in light of just the production practices that happen in the United States. As we think about that, how should beef producers thinking about that? I guess, is organic worth the time and effort for them to pursue that? Do you think we're going to see maybe this relationship come back a little more closer in tandem? Are we going to see more organic poultry production, which if there's increased production, we would expect maybe the supply increases and we see that price drop? How do you think that relationship is going to change going forward? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what that's going to look like moving forward. What we do see is that there is significant consumer demand for the chicken products to be what we call antibiotic-free or raised without, raised without antibiotics. You know, don't necessarily have to do with the, the quality of the meat product per se, but have everything to do with the way the animals are raised. I'm not sure if we're going to see kind of greater adoption with premiums like that, we'd assume that poultry production would continue to change. Beef production is a little bit interesting because when we talk about raising an organic product, 
the time frame to raise an organic product for beef is much longer than that of chicken or even pork. And so the fact that the premiums aren't there should really kind of give some producers pause on if I should even be pursuing some of this. Um, largely because um, when we produce an organic carcass, it's divvied up into many other different types of products. So, you know, I'd be cautious about changing production practices given this, uh, really until we maybe saw that premium started to, to come up a little bit more. Anything else you noticed as you looked at this data that you think would have interest for producers? Yeah, this is just one way that we can look at organic premiums. There's lots of data sets out there. And like I said, this is something that the USDA Agriculture Marketing Service just started reporting in December 2018, generally on a weekly basis. There's other ways we can get out organic premiums, such as using scanner data, but those are generally pretty cost prohibitive and tend to be just for a shorter time period. So this is just one indication it most likely doesn't tell the full story, but at least it gives us some signal on what retailers believe that, you know, their profit maximizing price would be for the different types of beef, chicken, and, and pork products. Anything else you'd like to add, Dr. Dennis, as we point towards wrapping this up? Just if producers have questions and they feel like they uh, are considering changing some production practices, always consider, you know, looking at the the cost benefit to your operation, recognizing that this, these changing production practices incur additional costs. So just talking with um, the beef educators or the regional ag economists uh, can help you kind of think through some of those questions and we're, and we're here to help if these things are of interest. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. Again, the title of the article, is consumers pay organic premiums, chicken is king, and beef lags.